0: Welcome to the Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. It doesn't matter who you are or really what you have done. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you can be saved by his grace alone. I don't know how you're starting your week off, but I think it's always a good time to offer praise to the Father, you know, because he is our refuge. He is our deliverer. He is our source of joy and gladness. He is our gracious, trustworthy God. He's the God who shines his face upon you, a God who is merciful. He protects us from evil, and he's the source of our strength and our courage. So you've come to the right place today. I want to encourage you, uh, I want to uplift you, and I want to remind you that if you are born again, you are his. You belong to him. Your name is written in the book of life, and your eternity is secure. Not a bad way to start Monday. Anyway, we've got a great show for you. I'm going to bring on my friend Patrick Albanese in just about 30 seconds, And uh, looking forward to that. Then the Monday afternoon mix is going to happen with David Miles. Pastor David Miles will be joining me uh, without Rebecca Maxwell today. She's got a prior engagement. And then in the second hour, Dr. David T. Lamb, and I know what the T stands for, but I'm not telling you yet. Uh, He's going to talk about his book that he's going to have coming out soon called The Emotions of God. That's all ahead on today's show. So let's get things started with my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa, and the prestigious town of West Des Moines, Patrick Albanese. Patrick, welcome.
1: Well, I, I can tell you are feeling it today. I am. I got it going, don't I? I? I. Well, yeah. Is it uh, you just had a restful uh, weekend? Something like that. Uh, you're over the turkey. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, just, exactly. I can, I, can, I can always tell when you're, you know, it's, uh, you're not easing into it. Not on this Monday. You're, you're hitting I'm the ground. Coming out Swinging. You're coming out swinging. So yeah, you sound uh, you you sound uh, very optimistic. Thank you. God has planted a, a a a thing in your ear today, saying, "You know, be of good cheer."
0: Yeah, I think About so. I have overcome the world.
1: How are you doing? I have overcome the world. I I'm sipping my yerba mate, my Argentinian nice. tea. It's delicious. Nice. Uh, Is that caffeinated? Does that have on, caffeine in it? It does have a a, a mild dose of caffeine that uh, doesn't. Uh, it's kind of the Rick Astley, it's never going to build you up or let you down.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: It sort, of, it, sort of, it sort of elevates you slightly above your current status, Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it never drops you off. So it's it's a delicious uh, tea. Although I am on my first day of the, uh, I've given up ice cream a la mode. Ah. I'm no ah. longer going to have my ice cream a la mode. So uh, that's been a bit of a shock to the system. Sounds that way. New, that way. That's my new... Yeah, yeah, it's I, I'm just trying to cut back on some of the calories there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm mean, I mean, hearing a little bit of about Echo. I don't know if you're hearing it as well. I'm sorry if you're hearing that. I hope my listeners are not. But due to HIPAA laws, I can't just blurt out the fact you had COVID last week. It'd be something you'd have to share with the listeners yourself. So you can't do that? I can't do that due to HIPAA laws. Well, It'd be something be you'd have to do.
1: I would have to do it. Yes, So I should think about whether or not I'd want to divulge
0: this. (laughs) You'd want to get back to me in the next, I don't know, three seconds.
1: Three. uh, Well, I had COVID last week.
0: And we want to be especially gentle because uh, we have cases from A to Z. But I thought you would at least share what happened to you. And uh, I think listeners are curious. And then, you know, a little background on your lifestyle, too, because I don't know that's a contributing factor to what happened.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the reason for my lifestyle goes uh, back to my childhood where I was, my father made many poor choices, uh, you know, about living his life and uh, only made it to the age of 50. And that had quite the impact on a 13 year old kid. Uh, And I know, you know, this feeling, you know, what you know, walking up to that casket is something that uh, affects a kid in many, many ways. Um, so, uh, having said that, yeah, I, you know, I was feeling like I had the onset of a sinus infection and, it, uh, you know, I, I, I go through this, uh, practice of trying to just, you know, uh, do the vitamin, the extra vitamin C, take some Sudafed, see if I can kind of knock a thing out of, uh, out myself. And, uh, this one was a little bit more persistent. So I was like, oh, you know, I need to, you know, pop over to the clinic there and, uh, get, some antibiotics, and I see the regular doctor there. And by the way, uh, hats off to this clinic, just brilliant setup for preventing the spread of COVID. Uh, their system, you know, the way they have you uh, filling things out in your car, waiting in your car, they come and get you at the time of your appointment. They've been wiping down in between. They have uh, a no airborne rule there. Hmm. nothing, it's just, Nothing's allowed to get airborne. Mm-hmm. And I was asking the doctor about it, and he said we've been very fortunate here that uh, you know, we haven't had doctors and nurses get sick. So obviously, what they're doing is working. Anyway, you know, he checks me. I says, "Yeah, you you got a sinus infection, and we're gonna test you for COVID." Which you you think to yourself, "Well, what's the point of that?" You know, because I said, "I was like, oh, why well, I'm just it's a sinus infection." He said, "Well, you should know, and uh, you know, because uh, you don't want to go out spreading it." Because I I, cause I said, "Well, but what?" what what will my treatment be, you know, if I just have a sinus infection? He says, you're going to go home, take the antibiotics. I said, what is my treatment if I have COVID? I said, Same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, So nothing, no extra pills, no, And He says, nope, you know, unless you get worse if, if you have it. And he even said, he goes, I, I don't think you have it. So that was on a Tuesday night. And um, he said, you know, due to the holiday, we're not going to be able to get you your results till Friday. Mm-hmm. So uh Tuesday night I have uh I, I hit hundred and four fever, which is pretty high, they tell me. Uh my wife said I was uh I turned into Rain Man from <laughs> from that movie Rain Man. I was Dustin Hoffman, two hundred and forty six Judge Wappener. I'm an excellent driver.
0: Yeah. Is, you were a little out of your mind, weren't you?
1: You we were a little bit yeah, loopy. A little,
0: a little loopy, okay. A little loopy, yep. uh,
1: but uh, by the middle of the night when it got high, she tossed me into the shower and had me cool down. And then, uh, you know, by noon on Wednesday, fever was gone. I started feeling great. Mm-hmm. And then so they call me Friday and I'm you know climbing up the walls at this point in time because I feel fantastic. And as, as I just can't wait to get the all clear signal to kind of head outside and go do stuff. And they called and said, "No, you you're not going anywhere." It's like, really? Mm. I said, I can't believe I'm I'm sick. So I, I you know, uh, obviously I, I was a fortunate one. In fact, I I had then called my regular doctor, alerted them. They called me today. That clinic called me today, and both acted stunned when I told them I was feeling not only fine but really good. Um. So I said, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. They say, well, you are, you know, you know, most people do recover, but, um, it's usually a a slower process. I go, well, let's maybe we can assume I've done some things right in my life. That's not the kind of thing, as you know, me, I rarely say that I usually take the long road to everything, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, ever since I was a kid uh, my father smoked a lot, drank a lot of beer, uh, Ate horrific amounts of greasy, fatty food and uh, lots of pasta, I guess. I don't know if that contributed to it. But uh, he got cancer at a young age and passed away at the age of 50. And, you know, my seven other siblings and I uh, took that as a, a a pretty abrupt wake-up call. And uh, even to this day, let me see, so it's, you know, going on 47 years since he passed away. Uh, the majority of us, when the when the family gets together, it's hey, where are we going to go work out? What kind of thing are we going to do? Are mm-hmm. we going to go to the gym today? Are we going to maybe go for a little jog? Um, you know, we still exchange workout uh, ideas and mm-hmm. plans, food preparation ideas to try and cut some of the garbage out of the diet. So uh, I can only assume that maybe you know, like the blind squirrel that finds the occasional acorn. I have stumbled upon something that worked well enough to get me through COVID without um, without too much
0: discomfort mm-hmm. that 's a good story because not all of them are that pleasant, and yours seem to have lasted just a very short amount of time, and I do think that part of it is your uh, exquisite physical condition that you you do you take such good care of your of your um, your health and you watch your diet pretty carefully and you get out and exercise five days a week at least, so that 's a good thing. And I it want to is. encourage I mean, everyone to get out and get plenty, plenty
1: o exercise. Plenty o exercise. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks to my exercise regimen, I do have the body of a man twice my age. Right, and <laughs> I'm sorry, it's ha- half it's your a, age. Half the bo- yeah. It's half the body of a man my age. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people but, know what uh, you were talking about. Yeah, and, and 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 I was telling you, and I I thought I had mentioned this to you, but you know, my step cousin, so my stepfather's niece. I uh, just did, did pass away from covid about 2 weeks ago and she was in her early 60s but had a lifetime of health issues. Uh, she had Ray's syndrome uh, uh when she was about 6 uh back in the the, the late 50s mm-hmm. early 60s and forever affected, you know, obviously her life and um you know tons of health issues and then uh as when her parents passed away She was placed in a facility, and that's where she caught it. It, it, It's a shame that through all of this COVID stuff, we still haven't seemed to master how to control the outbreaks uh, among the vulnerable. Yeah, it's really very sad. It is really sad. Yeah.
0: So when we come back, Patrick, I want you to share a story of your friend Van. I think that's a really good story. I think it's encouraging. I'd like to get him on the show myself, but he's a professional radio person and under contract, he can't come on my show for some odd reason. So we're going to just hear from you, his side of the story, and it's uh, it's very simple, but it's very encouraging. And uh, I think you tell it well. So we'll be back with Patrick Albanese in just a few minutes. I could while away the hours, confirming with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome back to the show. Patrick Albanese them. is my guest. We the and we are, uh, I'm just looking up the benefits to Herba Mate tea that you're drinking right Her- now.
1: Herba. yerba, Yeah, Y-E-R-B-A. Herba. Herba. Yep. So
0: it's, your, it's like... Y e r b a, and then the word mate, but it's mate. Yep. You're about mate, and That's apparently it, it's helpful, isn't it?
1: It's so good, mm. and, and I have a particular. I have to special order this stuff because the stores haven't been carrying it. I'm going to send you a couple of bags. I
0: wish you would, because you you're, like you're hoarding all of it, and I
1: don't like this. I am. I do have a lifetime supply. I wish you would send a little my way, please. That would be nice. I, I will send you a, a sample package. Okay. Good. All right. Let's yeah, talk- he actually introduced to me by someone from Argentina. Oh,
0: okay, aren't you better me than the most? Correct
1: way to drink it, which is hard to do here. You have to get a thing called a bombilla, and you put all the loose tea into your hot water. There's no bag. Okay. With, with her way, and this bombilla is a metal straw that flares out into a spoon at the end, has little holes in it, and as you mm. suck through the straw, it pulls the tea leaves against. The side of the spoon, but they can't get through the holes. And this pure yerba mate comes in. That's why the Argentinians are so happy.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now I really want to try it. And I got to get one of those, those drinking bombilla. devices. Yeah, Bombilla. That sounds good. All yeah. right. Let's talk about your friend Van, because yeah. I know he has got kind of an interesting story. And I love simplicity when it's executed well.
1: Well, and you know, it's, it's so true, we talked about, you know, eating well and uh, getting some exercise and we tend to complicate it and we think, oh gosh, we got, I got to join a gym and I have to get into this class that's, that's called, you know, you know, hold the garbage can, here I come. Uh, <laughs> shoot all those. I think, were you one of the early visitors to Nautilus? Yes, I was. Uh, I was back in the late 70s. Oh, yes. and, and their goal, when they would take you through a workout, their goal was to actually make you vomit. Yep. at the end of the workout. They they that was they set that as a goal. When we're <laughs> done with you, yeah. You're going to be going over to that garbage can and you did and you <laughs> said, "Well, I I must need this."
0: <laughs> right.
1: That's, that's how young and stupid I was. I signed up that day. Okay. But uh so my friend Van, a, a radio guy here, and has been for years, and just one of the most wonderful people you'd ever want to know. But he he was starting to feel really sluggish, and uh, he'd finish his morning radio show, and he'd go to his office, and he'd find he was just falling asleep in the seated position, the standing position, you name it. Mm-hmm. And he would jolt himself awake, or somebody would come by, knock on the door, and uh, no energy. And he, he said, "I have I have something. I have something bad. I must have something bad." So he schedules a visit with the doctor the doctor examines him and says, you're overweight and your diet is horrible. He's like, okay, well, what do I do? He says, well, here's what I – let's make it simple. Uh, eat this, don't eat that. And he made a, a very simple list of the things that were approved and not approved and it was nothing difficult. He said, and uh, for exercise, I want you to walk. He goes, anything else? Lift weights? Nope, I want you to walk. Just walk. Just walk every day. Really? That's it. So, uh, eight months goes by and Van loses 65, 70 pounds. And all he's doing is walking every day and eating a modified diet. And he feels like a million bucks and he shows up at the doctor and the doctor says, what happened to you? (laughs) 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 says, nothing. He's like, but you look great. What did you do? He says, I did what you told me to do. The doctor says nobody does what I tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> let me get this straight. I told you <laughs> to modify your diet. What did you do? Well, the diet that you wrote down—that's what I did. <laughs> that exact diet. Okay. So, what did you do for exercise? Well, you told me to walk every day, so I've been walking every day. I started with you know half a mile, got up to a mile. Now I'm like four miles, five miles, and if it's bad weather, I I, I find an indoor track somewhere and people let me where I walk around the mall. And he goes nothing else. That's absolutely it. It worked. My idea. You know, <laughs> I just love that the doctor said nobody does what I tell them to do. <laughs> and you know, it's it's funny because um, you know you and I have been going both. We 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 love to lift weights, and we don't get you know a total. We're not big guys. <laughs> But um, I realize that, you know, sometimes when you're feeling under the weather and you don't feel like going and lifting weights, that, you know, sometimes you're just going for a walk in the mall or a walk around the block. Have you ever caught yourself doing this? I, I know you do it. Sometimes you you take a dog for a walk and you say, I just need more of this in my life. Mm-hmm. It's really simple taking a walk around the block with a dog. This and, is
0: really good. Yeah. And it's, it it, yeah. And it's, uh, it's it, I love Van Story because he didn't try to look for a shortcut, and I think in life we love shortcuts. Uh, we look for them all the time. We think, well, okay, that's what was recommended, but I probably won't do that. I'll do this instead. So there's always these compromises and shortcuts. And you and I both know that shortcuts usually are dead ends.
1: Yep, that's been my saying for years. And uh, you know, I I first came upon that that um, observation when working with people that have addiction problems. And what they're looking for is often the shortcut to feeling good, which often leads to very bad ends. And uh, after a while, I started looking at it saying it's always that way. Um, you know, I, I when you try to learn, let's say, a new skill, you know, you're you could spend countless hours and dollars looking online for the shortcut. You know, there's always <laughs> going to be something that says oh, there's a quicker way to do this. You know, you don't you don't have to put in the hours uh, learning the basics. You know, if let's say you're trying to learn how to do card magic, for instance, and you and I both, you know, that's a that's a tough path at the beginning because there's a lot of difficult sleight of hand to learn mm-hmm. and everything's built upon it. So until you learn these basics, you can't do any of it. Right. And you're going, but I really want to do all of those those really cool magic tricks. Like we well, can't do them unless you learn these basics, these ABCs down here. So along comes a guy with a a way to say, uh, you know, you don't have to. I think I have a shortcut for you, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you I have tried the shortcut in many a pursuit in life, and there's just no substitute for doing the work. As a friend of mine would say, experience is the one thing you can't get for nothing.
0: Yeah, so true. I mean, how many times before GPS were you thinking, all right, I was told to go, you know, west for six miles and then take a ride on three hundred tenth Street, but I got a shortcut. I got, <laughs> I got, I got an easier way to get there. Yeah,
1: straight shot. As soon as you turn
0: right at the barn. Yeah, right. And you think you got a better way, and you all of a sudden you end up, you know, an hour later going, I'm still lost. I'm still lost. Well, you know, and I, as you know, I, I I say that you've never
1: been lost until your GPS lost. That's the worst. So that's the worst. <laughs> You're looking at the machine in your car saying, I trusted you, and where are we? Even you don't know
0: where we are. Yeah, and you don't have a clue because you've put all your trust in GPS.
1: Well, and, you know, it's funny how, um, like, I used to be very, very good when I would do cross-country trips. I was so good at reading an atlas, and I could tell you what all the different things meant. I understood, you know. Oh, gosh, you know, if the uh, interstate number ends in a zero, it runs east and west. If it ends in a five, it runs north and south. If it's three digits, then that means it's a bypass around a city. You know, and I knew all kinds of I could look at it. I could tell you where rest stops were, where forest preserves were, everything. And then I would learn the way to a place. And as I did it, because I had done the work and the study, I visually took everything in around me and I would start to memorize landmarks. There's the circle K. So just remember, if you get to the circle K, you're almost there and then you're going to turn right at the very next light and all of that would go into the brain and be stored and I would never get lost going to that place again. Now with GPS, I punch it in, I drive there and I have absolutely no idea how I got there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the the way you used to do it was in improving your gray matter in your brain. Yes, and you that, engaged. Yes, because you were engaged, and you were you were placing visual l- landmarks in your brain. You were you were putting information in there and storing it, and that was to your that was to your advantage. Now that you've got GPS, you don't have to remember any of that stuff, and it and it does reduce your gray matter. They say, talk to a you know a London cabbie, and they've got huge gray matter because they know every street in London.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh and I don't even think those guys would use GPS.
0: I don't think they do. I think they know no, it so well. They got well. a shortcut. Yeah, they got a shortcut. <laughs> yeah,
1: they actually do have a shortcut. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, it's uh, it, times are different. Well, I'm you know, I mean, we got it's starting to get ready for Christmas. Do, you, do when you were a kid, did your Christmas stockings have weird oddities in them?
0: No. Like, like what? Brazil
1: nuts? Oh no 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 no. I don't know where, why my folks thought that you know okay throw in an orange, kids don't eat the oranges. They're getting an <laughs> orange this year. Some Brazil nuts, some hazelnuts, and I know that that the, the nuts were recycled from year after year because not one of the eight of us ever ate a single one of those nuts. Yeah, they never so left. The, they never left the stocking, did they? Yeah, I guess they got the stockings went into the attic. And then they had the nuts in them and they came out next year. And I don't even think my folks worried these nuts could have gone bad. Doesn't matter. They won't eat them. The oranges (laughs) on the other hand. Yeah. We stockings when we were a kid, stockings were nothing to be. It's like, nah, nah,
0: I'll get to that later. You know, and there's, there's be curious as to see what happens in cities with decorations. I can't tell right now in Minneapolis, if they've gone up, if they're making a big deal out of it, if people are heading to the stores or buying online or a little of both. Um, certainly is a different, uh, different feel this year for sure. But 2020 is unlike any other year I've remembered.
1: Yeah. Well, my wife wrapped all the pictures on the wall as Christmas presents.
0: That is such a cute idea. You sent me a picture of that. She just took the pictures down, wrapped them as presents, and put them back on the wall. Put so, them back on the
1: wall. They got, so now we have you know, presents decorating our wall, it, it, walls. It, it's
0: themselves. the cutest idea. Tell, yeah, I, tell her I like that. All right, Patrick, we've got to right. run. Thanks for being with me. I'll talk to you next week. I will talk to you then. Yep. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get things started on a Monday. It's always nice to start a little on the light side. Coming up next, the Monday afternoon mix. Pastor David Miles is here, and we're going to be without Rebecca Maxwell, but it'll be the two of us, and I can hardly wait. Be right back. It's time for the Monday afternoon mix with Miles and Arnold. There's no Maxwell today, but Pastor David Miles is here. And David, welcome. Well, hey there. Well, we do have Mitchell Ryan. Ryan I mean, Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, <clears throat> same the, initials. R.M. Rebecca Maxwell. Ryan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's got a big grin on his face, which is great. He does. Yeah, I
2: you like know, M and M's and
0: M's and more mm-hmm. M's. Speaking of M and M's, you've eaten way fewer of them, haven't you, in the last six months?
2: Uh yes I've uh, <laughs> I've uh I've um been a little less M&M and a little less smarty and stuff okay um it's one of those funny things the, the other day we were we were uh, having uh church service and um um one of the just sweet dear ladies in our church uh came up and she, she's like Pastor Miles she's like you've lost a lot of weight haven't you <laughs> And then she was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't plan. I said, no, no. I said, yeah, actually, I have. And so um, as of this this past week, it's 47 pounds.
0: Yeah. And just so you know, I didn't take a shot at you with the M&Ms. You gave me permission to talk about it. I, I did. So it was kind of a segue into you've lost yes. weight. Yes. And a lot of weight. 47 pounds is a lot. Yeah it, it um, it's, it's I mean you're uh, a big guy, Were you we six, 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 five? Oh no. What are you? 6'2".
2: for games.
0: I'm always sitting Yikes. in the chair. you walk in, you're just this monster, like, so you're a monster. Yeah. No, you're, you're thinking of some Vikings person, yeah player or something. Yeah, I'm confusing you with somebody else. Okay, but you are a uh, you know football wrestler, big guy, big, strong guy, so you know, um, 47 pounds is oh, it's a whole a bu- whole bunch to lose
2: yeah it is, and uh you know for for a long time in my college days, I actually could not um actually seemingly gain
0: weight for that before
2: you know it's a happy um,
0: problem, isn't it?
2: yeah, it was I mean like I basically sat it like. You know, 193 and about 4% body fat. And the only reason why I knew that is that I was an uh, exercise phys minor in okay. nutrition and we did hydrostatic weight. Yeah. And so I That's was accurate. in track. Yep. So I was in track and field and was uh, NCAA, NCAA All American state national champion. Nice. Got wonderful opportunities just to share the gospel with it. And uh, it was one of those funny things. I remember my coach said to me in high school because I told him, I said, I'm going to win state. And he said, Miles, if I can teach you to throw the javelin, I can teach anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Nice. Um So it provided, you know, wonderful opportunities uh, to share the gospel. And then, you know, scriptures like First uh, Corinthians six nineteen. do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that you've been bought for a price and you're not your own, therefore glorify God in your body. Um, as many in our listening audience know You know, I came to faith in Christ through a failed suicide attempt when I was in high school Um, and still, even as I got older, struggled with um, depression, clinical depression. And so I actually was in college through just a a major bout of it, um, was put on medication and shot from 193 to like 233, 232 uh, in my off season. And so it's been like a long time since seeing 200 and I'm not there yet. Okay. But, yeah, but I've, uh, you know, have dropped a bunch of weights since May 8th. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, you start thinking about things as, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, older. I mean, last week was three years since my mom went home to be with the Lord. And uh, as she was older, she had, you know, arthritis, Arthur, and she had diabetes oh, and boy. things like that. My dad, who we talked about before, he went home to be with the Lord uh, at 64 from a massive heart attack, Um, My older sister um, had had adrenal cancer, went home to be with the Lord at 39. So, you know, earlier this year, I wasn't liking that, you know, fasting or regular. I kind of get particular with my blood numbers and stuff and notice my insulin kind of creeping and have always been really strict about lipids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But wasn't liking some, some things that I've seen. And so I actually you know, talk with my doctor about it. So May 8th, um, had been listening to some book on tape and came across a book, and we're not getting royalties for mentioning this, but Dr. Uh, Gundry's Diet Evolution, mm-hmm. and just liked the science on it, and that really was about nutrition and even just kind of things with our, our, our food is so stripped of its resources. Mm-hmm. And so, and had tried a number of different things, eating different plants and stuff like that, and, you know, also had like a thyroid, hypothyroid, so I'd be working myself silly and literally getting nowhere. Um, So, basically in the first, you know, month or so, had lost almost 30 pounds, and that was just nutrition.
0: That's incredible results.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was just, you know, it was, it was changing how I was eating, and pretty much... All of this has been really nutrition and not running and puking myself silly. I mean, like, like, it's kind of really nuts. I mean, like, it it really is. And, uh, you know, just changing, you know, little things like selenium and cinnamon, Mm -hmm. you know, that help with metabolism and sugar cravings and things Mm -hmm. like that. And chromium, a good multivitamin using olive oil, um, you know, fish oils, things like that. Um,
0: Game changer, isn't it? It is, mm-hmm. and
2: it's kind of funny because kids, you know, they are, they don't, they don't kind of play games. So, like my son Jackson, he kind of came up behind me the other day, and like he stuck his arm and wrapped his arms around me and clapped his hands on the other side. He's like, "Yeah, Dad."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't been able to do that for a while. No. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's like,
2: "Yeah, you lost some weight, buddy."
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, one thing I heard, which is really stuck with me, is you can't compete. With what you eat. No. Yeah. You know, if you think that you're going to do this and then go run three miles, mm, you know, it's, you can't, you can't compete with what you eat. Right. And it's, food is
2: like everywhere, you know, I mean, like it's such a part of everything. And that's one of the things Tammy will say. She's like, we pretty much don't have any social gatherings where food is not really at the center of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and food's a wonderful thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, one of the things I'm looking forward to, Revelation 19, Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Yeah, well, you know, can, we'll be eating and celebrating with Christ um, and delicious food with no calories. I mean, because like, a lot something of Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes, I don't know about you, but like, sometimes I could look at food and not eat it, and all of a sudden I'd <laughs> see something growing on the side of me. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. I know it's always encouraging... Um, to hear testimonies of people that said I'm working on it and here are my results. And that's um, really nice to hear.
2: Yeah. And here's one of the things that's interesting because a lot of people, our our society has so much on the more so the, the vanity part of, of losing weight and it does feel good to, to do that. But actually it's actually how you, you feel. I mean like really not feeling the foggy headache like, because mm-hmm. there's been times, like going through it, and then you hit a plateau with all of this stuff. You're gonna hit a plateau. One of the things that's different is, and with this this um, regimen, also because it's more whole life than versus faddish was the idea that we're all always going to hit a plateau because your body's adjusting to stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when people hit a plateau, they say, oh, my goodness, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So back to ho-hos and, you know, <laughs> Swiss, Swiss cake rolls. Mm-hmm. But actually, sometimes it's good because your body then has to adjust to that. And if if you stay at it, it eventually, it does come back. You actually start seeing your gains. But it is really the feeling of not the headache, not that, you know sorry tmi gassy kind of bloated mm-hmm. kind of uh feeling yeah and it's like that part is the part where it's like wow that that's the really
0: nice you know part how's the family doing with this is it family food and dad's food or how's that working um you know one of the things super
2: blessed <laughs> maybe blessed too much my wife is an incredible is an incredible um you know cook and chef and just makes delicious. And she's always focused on the 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 nutrition, you know, fruits and vegetables and things in our household. Um, so there are some stuff that I'll eat a little bit different or I'll be making and having more salads or, you know, some different seafood stuff that me and, you know, one of my sons, we both like seafood, others not so much. One thing that's kind of a is is a hard one is Tammy's mom Joyce. Oh my goodness, this 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 sister, wow, she knows how to bake and make food. And because mm-hmm. my wife's 100 percent Prussian German, you know, I never realized. Like seriously, Bill and Ryan, if I would have known, literally how much cream <laughs> is used in I, their, their baking. Oh. And in everything, like yeah. I I would like bought, st- you know, stock in Land of lakes and clay yeah. or something like, cause seriously, I remember like I asked him, I'm like, oh babe, this is so good. What's in it? Cream. <laughs> yeah. Babe, this is good. What's in it? Cream. cream. And so, you know, that's one of the things, you know, good German, you know, Coogan, you know, custard stuff and cream and potatoes and meat. So that can be a little bit of a challenge, you know.
0: You're making all the Germans in my listening audience hungry right now, David, you got to Back it off a little. I, I know. All oh. the Germans are going, oh, yeah, that's sounds yeah, so good. But
2: they know things like, you know, homemade dumplings and strudels, you know, chicken and dumplings and mm-hmm. strudels with, you know, this delicious gravy. Yeah. And here's the thing with it. It's not that you can't eat those things, you know, um, you, because you can. It's one of the things for me was also portion control.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's usually what it is. Portion control. It's not the first or the second or mm-hmm.
2: the eighth or the tenth, you know, but it's it's uh, that. So yeah, so family's been you know really good and and really helpful. And actually, the kids and, and my wife and have gotten into the the different types of salads that nice. I make. So that's been that's been really. So you neat don't too. feel like
0: the outsider at the table.
2: Uh, no, and, good. And sometimes I I will you know I'll skip some stuff or I'll have it just a little bit in moderation. Mm-hmm. Again, Tammy will wisely say like you know, if you're if you're going to have ice cream, you don't necessarily need to get like a large blizzard. You could have did a small blizzard. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes I have to say, yeah, you're
0: right. Yeah, good point. All right, let's uh let's talk about how wide is the love of God. I always go back to Isaiah chapter 1 cuz that was a memory verse of mine Ooh, from like there. the 70s. Um Isaiah one eighteen it talks about you know your sins are like scarlet, but they'll be as white as snow, and scarlet being the color of blood, is that is there some connection to um having something as horrible as 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 the as the blood guilt on your on your record that even even God would remove the stain of that kind of sin? There's nothing that he won't forgive.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it's one thing to experience the weight of, like, physical weight, you know, but the freedom of of having the weight of sin um, lifted off broken. of us and broken yes, by Christ. the slavery word. of
0: sin. Broken. I'm trying to
2: remember the hymn. At this where I was, Re- Rebecca was here, you know, um, it's, it's not, uh, my sin, not in part, but the whole is nailed to the cross, and I... Bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. On oh, my soul, it is well with my soul. Oh yeah. Ratio spash Spatial, Spatial, That. Thank
0: you. Yeah.
2: Um, but just yeah, I mean like the Just the weightiness of sin and and having um, being forgiven of that, and you see in the New Testament um, when Paul would say, "I strive to live with a clear conscience before God and before man."
0: Mm, I love that verse. You know.
2: Um, I strive there's always just, to be,
0: to have a clear conscience between God, before God and men. Yeah. I think it's Acts 26. Yep. Yeah.
2: And I mean, that, that's so powerful. So like, you know, um, <laughs> just even God's initiation in Isaiah 118, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. I mean, like some, so often people are God of the Old Testament is you know, brute, just angry person. I mean, but God like gently would bring alongside and say, you know, listen, come, let's reason about this. I mean, like though you are weighted down with sin, though your sins are like scarlet, like there's and Worst. scarlet, like they're so, they are so there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's no, there's no hiding it. I mean, like, you know, pre, pre Shakespeare talking about the scarlet letter, mm-hmm. you know, The scarlet of our sin. And then the other reddish crimson, they should be like wool. They should be like pure white-driven snow. I mean, like, just made clean. I mean, that's just an amazing
0: thing. Let's take a little break. Monday Afternoon Mix is on. David Miles is here with Rebecca's not, but we'll be right back. mix miles arnold maxwell no maxwell today pastor david miles is here talking about how wide is the love of god how long is the love of god we can deal with that one too david
2: yeah we really can Um, you know we often keep coming back to the fact of just how amazing the gospel of jesus christ is and i think it was uh you know someone once asked martin luther Um, Why do you talk weakly about justification by faith? And he would say, because my people leak, you know. And I think sometimes we, we can find ourselves forgetting just how vast and immense is the gospel and the love of God, because, you know, we find ourselves, our inner voices sometimes condemning us. We find a world saying that, you know, you're not enough, you know, and especially this time of year, if you just buy this on cyber Monday and techno Tuesday and web deluxe Wednesday and thrilling Thursday and Mm -hmm. freaky Friday, if you get all these things, you know, it will shore up, um, those things. And we keep coming back to the beautiful fact that the nice thing about Jesus is there's not a Jesus 2.0. There's just Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, eternally the same. And so, you know, Paul would write um, of a desire for people to understand uh, God's love. And he says in Ephesians three seventeen, it's his prayer that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And going back to this, it's like, so that you, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, you know, um, God gives us the free gift of eternal life in his son. Now, it's free for us, but immensely costly for God. You know, it costs his one and only son shedding and giving his, his one and only life that we might have it. Um, and he goes on to say that he wants us for us to be rooted like agriculture. So, you know, shout out to, you know, those, the Red River Valley mm-hmm. and parts of Iowa where there's corn, where you have that, that agricultural um, understanding that something really takes root and that it grows or that it's grounded, which is, you know, um, an engineering architectural term. And, uh, you know, at my days at North Dakota State University, I remember, you know, you'd hear about the architorture students. Those were the people in architecture and they had all these wild um, projects. But just the part of a good foundation and saying being rooted and grounded in love and that we would have strength to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth? I mean like literally just how wide. And I think Bill, you were saying earlier, um, what is the verse out of Psalms uh, that the Lord has um forgiven our sins from Psalm one oh three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As far as the east is from the west. Yeah. And I mean like the east from the west just keeps going. Yeah. You know. You go north far enough, you'll end up south, but not east and west.
2: Right? <laughs> Why do you think we struggle with that, Bill? Why do you think we struggle with the idea that God would forgive our sins, as far as the is from the rest?
0: Mm, because we we carry in our head the idea that we are forgiven, but I kind of did mess up, and I pretty much need to own that, maybe for all for all time, because um, I get triggered, and I'll get reminded, or someone that I offended will bring it up again, and that'll be a problem. So you don't walk away from it very easily. So, we
2: find ourselves kind of sitting in some sort of courtroom condemning ourselves, possibly, yeah, and so you know, um with that there's there's this beautiful passage that speaks of kind of a courtroom drama, and it's it's in Romans chapter eight, and in romans chapter eight thirty two after after Paul goes through this whole thing of what God has done, and he opens up chapter one, saying, "There's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." Well, then he gets to verse 31. And he says, what then shall we say to these things, all these things that, you know, um, that that those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those whom he also justified, he also glorified. And Paul says, what then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things and who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And I guess like Bill, if we could just pause for a moment because you just hit upon something, there's something that we've done and we're not exactly, we feel like we, we've messed up and that we need to carry the burden. So like, um, because I know there's alarms that you can't go too long. But just for like a brief second, if you're driving or you're, you're, you're at home right now making dinner or you're doing distance learning, just for a moment, pause. What is that thing in your mind where you feel like, as Bill was saying, like, I don't know if I can let this go. Like The thing that I, that keeps coming back and saying I need to pay for this,
0: you know. And here's that five seconds of silence. All right, that's too long for reading. There we go. There (laughs) we go. But it gave you a chance to think of it. Maybe the Holy Spirit brought something into your mind, and you need to give it to the Holy Spirit and say to Jesus, "I need to let this go. I need to leave it at the cross."
2: Because here's what it says: Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Mm -hmm. You know, remember, as as Bill opened up our time, he opened up with Isaiah chapter one you know, verse 17, and and the Lord says, come now, let us reason together, declares the Lord. You know, though your sins, you know, be as scarlet, though they be red as crimson, I will make them. And so in the same way in the New Testament, God's like, you know, whatever this is that you're holding on to, because of Christ, it's God who justifies. And then it goes on to say, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. And so that thing that you have in your mind where you're just like, I don't know if I can, I can let, let that go, you know, because I, I hear myself condemning myself, and I hear the enemy saying, you know what, you're guilty. Um, but God is saying, uh-uh, I'm the one who justifies, I'm the one when someone steps in and says, you know, you're condemned. And Jesus is like, yeah, you are condemned, but my blood has covered that. Mm -hmm. And what was once guilty, I'm declaring you not guilty because of my work and my power um, on the cross. You know, Bill, there may be people who feel like last weekend. You know, the holidays didn't go exactly the way they wanted them to. You know, they might have had a not-so-wonderful conversation with family member, and today they're kicking themselves and just saying, you know, man, I really blew that. And if there's there's some truth to that, then, you know, take that to the Lord. And if there's a part where the Lord is saying, you know, resolve that, then do so. Um, Because of what Christ has done, we're not decimated by saying, you know what, I made a mistake, or... Will you forgive me? I was wrong. I'm sorry. Um, Because God says, come now, let us reason together. And when we're like, Lord, you know what? According to your holy law, according to your righteous stance, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And what does 1 John say? If we confess our sins,
0: he is... Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's good news. 1 John Mm 1.9. And in John chapter 10... Verse 28 says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Wow. There's a secure promise right there.
2: That's that's a big one where you can say, my daddy says that you can't.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I, I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Daddy's got me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great thought. David, great to be with you today. As always, thank you for the Monday afternoon mix. Thanks, Bill. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, too. Congratulations on 47 pounds lighter, too. That's a real inspiration. And you
2: know one cool thing? Yeah. It took me several months to, to do that, um, but here's the good news. Though I lost physical weight, today you can lose spiritual weight.
0: Amen. By placing your trust in Christ, and that happens Break right now. The, the, the power of sin in your life and the slavery to sin, whether you believe it or not, you do have it if you're not born again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that wraps up our time, for the Monday afternoon mix. We're going to be back. Our two, David T. Lamb, is going to be uh, joining me. He's a uh, theologian from Missio Seminary. We're going to talk about the emotions of God God's emotions. It's going to be a fascinating hour. I'll be right back.